Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Health Institute Podcast. I'm your host today, Dr. Motley, and today I have a very special guest, a friend of mine who is an, a doctor that I was so privileged to doc basically read your information the first time dr murphy dr roger murphy who's uh, an expert in the field of fibromyalgia pain pain management uh, and also in metabolic uh, function he talked uh, one of the books that i really was intrigued by was how dr murphy told us how you can use minerals and vitamins to actually help accentuate and strengthen the body through natural medicine and increase the energy of the body to help with conditions. And one of the biggest conditions we see in our day and age, Dr. Murphy, is, is fibromyalgia. And you're an expert on this. You've written books about it. You have your great information on the website. Thank you. I know I'm just, I want you to talk a little bit about yourself, but I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Well, Dr. Motley, thank you. I really, this is going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate you asking me to come on here. I think a lot of your work and, and uh, what you're doing. So thank you so much for allow me this opportunity to, to share my favorite subject. I wish we didn't have to talk about it, but fibromyalgia. Oh, I mean, it is a, one of those conditions that many people out there come into you and to your office. And I do want you to give me just a brief background, if we can, about who you are and like where you practice. But we see that a lot, don't we, Doc? There's many people out there that come to us and they just say, well, we've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And the doc, you know, my PCP has said, I just I'm gonna live with this all my life and have this pain. So can you give the people out there a brief background and, and let them know why you this became a passion of yours? Well, you know, Chris, I, you know, you've heard this story. I think you've heard me lecture before, but uh, I, I always kind of share this, especially in the chiropractic community, because as a board certified chiropractic physician, board certified nutritional specialist, I never really imagined that one day I'd be known as a fibromyalgia expert. I mean, I was content getting out of chiropractic school, just working on low back pain and carpal tunnel, migraine headaches. I mean, the, you know, the hands-on kind of stuff that, that you and I uh, love to do. I mean, I loved it. And I had a very large practice. But what I saw was a lot of times, even though I was doing this hands-on mechanical work, chiropractic adjustments and working with these patients, I could help them get out of pain. But their, you know, their their lives were miserable. They they had so much going. You know, they had heart, uh, high blood pressure, and type two diabetes. And you know, I felt like it was just a pebble on the beach. You know, I wasn't really accomplishing everything I could. So I just started sharing information with my patients about how to get healthy. And it was things that that I had learned in chiropractic school and had learned as a triathlete. Uh, I always wanted, you know, for for years anyway. I really had worked on being as healthy as I could. And my practice just started evolving, especially so when I got interested in orthomolecular medicine, which really preceded this thing we call functional medicine that you and I practice. And as I started working with these patients with different conditions, I started to get a reputation as someone who could help medical misfits. You know, <laughs> the, you know these are the folks that come to see you, right? I mean, they've been everywhere, tried everything, and they're not getting any results in the conventional medical world, or maybe they just, that's not their cup of tea. They want to do something more naturally, but these folks started coming to me and I had a patient 22 years ago, uh, Sheila Jones, who came to me with fibromyalgia and I, you know, Chris, I did, well, fibromyalgia, what is that? I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. And at that time, 
you know, two decades ago, we really didn't know much about it. And the doctor that diagnosed her, the rheumatologist said, hey, um, here's some muscle relaxers, something to help with sleep and an antidepressant. We'll see you in three months. We'll see how you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sheila did not like that. You know, <laughs> hear that. That was pretty discouraging. So she sought me out and started working with her. And, and you know, my initial reaction when she shared all the symptoms of fibromyalgia, her pain, her insomnia, irritable bowel syndrome, bloating, gas, indigestion, restless leg syndrome. I mean, she had this list of problems. It's like, oh my God, she's a hypochondriac. But I realized uh, really that she wasn't making this up. And, and uh, so I set out to help her, really didn't know what I was doing, but she got well and went into remission in three months. Now, now wait a minute. So wait a minute. So those of you that have fibromyalgia, don't turn off, you know, don't, don't turn this off because I, you know, I realized there wasn't going to be that easy. Um, and, and it hasn't been over the last 22 years, but Sheila really turned my practice around and turned my whole career around. I realized uh, after I helped her, I started getting all these referrals from doctors here in Birmingham, Alabama, where I practice. And it just, one thing led to another. I wrote a book and had a very large medical practice where we specialized in fibromyalgia. And so 22 years later, Chris, here I am. And I think it's a, a testament to uh, when people are listening about how, what you've done when, you, when they see your information, because you've taught all over the world. Uh, people have asked you to come to teach them about fibromyalgia. And for all of you out there who do have fibromyalgia or may not really understand the fullness of it, Doc, could you just like a simple, like, yeah. I guess, definition of fibromyalgia, like what what are some of the symptoms? What is the main definition of it? Yeah, I, you know, I'm always reminded. I got I remind myself, and I appreciate you you reminding me as well that you know there's still a lot of confusion about fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, people really don't understand what it is. And many doctors really don't understand it. Some don't even acknowledge that it's real, even though it certainly really is a real entity. But fibromyalgia is a syndrome. So a syndrome is a group of symptoms that people have in common, and we give it a name: mm-hmm. irritable bowel syndrome. Most people have heard of that. When, when you get diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, that name, irritable bowel, doesn't cause the bloating, the gas, the indigestion, the constipation, or loose bowel movements. It's just a name given to describe what the symptoms of this syndrome are. Mm. So fibromyalgia syndrome, mm. uh, the symptoms include diffuse, achy, sometimes disabling pain, exhaustion, insomnia, restless leg syndrome. 70% of those with fibromyalgia have irritable bowel syndrome restless sex syndrome, brain fog, anxiety, depression. And it can be a rather long list that goes with fibromyalgia. 95% of people who have fibromyalgia are women between the age of 40 and 65. Wow. And it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't have any favorites. It, unfortunately, it, uh, this is all over the world. We have folks with fibromyalgia. I get to work with people in Pakistan and New Zealand and Africa and, and uh, all throughout UK, as well as, of course, United States. But uh, this is an illness that most doctors really have pretty much given up on because conventional medicine is a dead end for these folks. Mm. And doc, and when they have these from all around the world, people out there saying, yes, I suffer from what everything you just mentioned. And can you give us a description? Are, are there any types of, I guess, toxins, environmental factors that you see commonly with people with fibromyalgia, you know, like some things that you would say, like, if you have fibromyalgia, these are like some things. I want to talk about the nutrition part of it too. So I I don't want to take away from you, doc. I just want to be like, are there certain things that you see commonly with people that have fibromyalgia to look into? 
Yeah. So, you know, that kind of begs the, you know, the question too, right there into a segue of, you know, what is the cause of fibromyalgia? So there's, you know, there's different theories out there. We're not all in agreement. We continue to look, I mean, is there a genetic component? We think so. Is there an autoimmune component? We believe that there is inflammation drives this thing. We know they've got inflammation. They have less mitochondria, which are the power plants of each cell. So they genetically, we know just the way God made them, they don't have as many, many mitochondria and the mitochondria that they do have oftentimes are dysfunctional. They're what we call decoupled and they're not working as they should. So, um, but toxins, they're all toxic. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's a pretty broad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Toxic. What does that even mean? Well, unfortunately, a lot of them are mentally toxic. I mean, they've had trauma, they've had, you know, events in their life that have created this, this toxicity in them that's created all this, this trauma within them. Uh, but absolutely, Chris, they're oftentimes have environmental toxins, whether that's dealing with mast cell activation syndrome or histamine dominance or, or, or just routine things like underlying viral infections or parasite infections. So there, there definitely is a toxic component to these folks. Mm-hmm. But the main cause of fibromyalgia really is stress. And of course, as you know, the two main drivers of all unwanted health conditions are stress and inflammation. And those with fibromyalgia have both of those things. You know, I, I remember the last time we talked, Doc, that's a great, uh, a great info because I, I studied a little bit, tried to, when we talked to our uh, last um, meetup about uh, more about mitochondria and you said like the toxic buildup. And it was intriguing to me that when you talk about the mast cell activation and, and guys, we're t- Dr. Murphy and I were talking about like, you can have different types of infections, like he just said, viral infections, mold infections, you know, Lyme, parasites that cause this activation. And I, I thought it was really interesting, Doc, that, you know, because a lot of times we try to pigeonhole one thing to like say this causes fibromyalgia. And, and when we talk about mass cell, we're talking about all that histamine. And I was looking at like when you when we write about your mitochondria, when you say they don't, that a person doesn't produce as much mitochondria, which was really, really, really interesting to me that if a person doesn't produce a lot of mitochondria, I heard that that's about 70 to 80% in the genetic realm. If you can get your mitochondria to make energy, you'll, they'll, you'll run your liver cycles to detoxify. You'll balance your histamine levels. You'll balance your mast cell. So it was really interesting that when we talked about how do you create energy, that people can't create energy. So we have all these environmental toxins. You have histamine. You have stress. Let's go into that stress file. You see all these people have huge amounts of stress, and they don't produce uh, mitochondria. Do you do um, suggest like certain types of techniques for people or how do they do they identify their stress or how do they get rid of their stress, you know, like t- to monitor it and to treat it? So, the, you know, the, the uh, common denominator for these folks is they're low in a key chemical called serotonin. So brain mm. chemical, a neurotransmitter called serotonin, which we, we, we call it the happy hormone. So many people <laughs> are on, you know, prescription antidepressants to increase serotonin. But in fibromyalgia, we know that the common denominator for these folks is a low serotonin state. Mm, okay. And because of that, their pain threshold is low. So pain is magnified. They have a condition called allodynia, which means low pain threshold. They also have a condition called central sensitization pain syndrome, which means that pain is magnified, brought on by an overreactive nervous system where the sympathetic nervous system is hyper alert. And which it's, you know, this, the sympathetic nervous system is a driver, you know, gives you energy, ambition, zip, all those things that you want, but you got to be able to turn that off. You know, it just gets Mm -hmm. under so much stress. You've got to be able to turn that off. Those who fibromyalgia aren't really good at doing that. They've kind of (laughs) locked into this overstressed state 
And because of that, they're generating all these, all this oxidative stress and creating all this uh, a, a challenging effect for the mitochondria to keep up. And the way that you really start to get the mitochondria back on board is the first thing is calming everything down on these individuals. And uh, for most of them, that involves getting them into deep restorative sleep on a consistent basis, mm. because we know if you're not getting deep restorative sleep, you're going to have more pain, more inflammation, your metabolism goes down, your energy goes down, your mental clarity starts to be affected, your moods can be affected, more likely to develop restless leg syndrome, more likely to develop irritable bowel syndrome. So the first really big step for these folks is getting them going into that deep restorative sleep where the body can repair itself and uh, able to just to calm everything down. You know, they're just so overwired, it's unbelievable. And I like Doc, you it's a good point because I think many individuals forget that deep restorative sleep, like your body has to build up a new set of, you know, new batch of chemicals for the next day that your body has to use things to build up more serotonin. And that's a great thing. Now, are there ways that people can monitor their sleep or devices that help them realize they're getting into deep restorative sleep? Is there anything that uh, there's technolo technology out there that can allow you to see if you do get into a certain type of sleep to help restore? You know, there's all kind of, you know, Fitbits and things out there that people wear. And I'm not a big fan on those. I think there's some, still some debate, are they accurate or not? Mm -hmm. and, and really what I encourage my patients to do is just focus on, do you feel rested the next day? I think mm -hmm. we can get so stressed out, but focusing on our sleep, especially if you're an insomniac and I'm, and I'm a recovering insomniac. So I had to take, you know, I had to heal myself over the years, mm -hmm. but I think uh, for these folks, Oftentimes, you know, they're, they're struggling. It may take them two hours to get to sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They may fall asleep for a little while. Then they're up at 3 a.m. and they can't go back to sleep for two or three hours. Once they start getting uh, that circadian, that sleep-wake cycle corrected, and they're falling asleep within 30 minutes and sleeping through the night, you know, maybe they get up for 10, 15 minutes, use the bathroom, but they can go back to sleep. I don't care what that Fitbit says, you know, did they get into deep sleep or not? You know, how many REM hours or any, I don't care about all that. I just want to know that you can fall asleep in the 30 minutes and for the, you can sleep through the night, or at least if you wake up, you're able to go right back to sleep. To me, that's a success. I really wouldn't go by a gadget. I'd go by that and how you felt the next day. Uh, definitely. Like you feel well rested. Now, like you say, doc, you know, if you're, if your mitochondria are working, people think you produce energy that helps sleep. I'm like, definitely it does. Um, are there, like when we talk about mitochondria, are there, Definitely, there's many deficiencies that people can have, you know, because it depends on a person's genetics, their environment, where they live, what kind of food they eat. But do you find that there's certain nutrients or certain vitamins and minerals that you say, please check these things out so that you can help your fibromyalgia and help your sleep? Well, it, interesting. So years ago, I used to do a lot more nutritional testing than I do now. And I'd still do a lot of functional medicine testing as you do, mm -hmm. looking at things that oftentimes are missed in the conventional practice. Uh, you know, not to step on anybody's toes. It's just when you're working with very complicated patients, you have to think a little bit differently. But years ago, when I would test these folks using a, a NutriVal or some of these tests that would SpectraCell, some of these tests that would look at all nutrition, you know, did they, would there be vitamin levels, their mineral levels? Chris, it was unbelievable. I mean, they were, they were deficient in everything. So, <laughs> you know, I did that for years, but those, you know, can, can be kind of expensive because the stuff you're paying out of pocket. Eventually, I just quit doing the testing because I knew that they were deficient in most B vitamins. They were all deficient in magnesium. Most of the population is deficient in at least two 
B vitamins and magnesium is what the studies show. Uh, if you've got a chronic illness where you're always under stress and you're using these vitamins and minerals to help to deal with that stress, because anytime you're under stress, your body has to use these vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids that make up our hormones to deal with that stress. And if you're not careful, you can bankrupt, you know, you could, you can use more chemicals than you have in reserve. And that's yeah. what we see with fibromyalgia. They're deficient in, in B vitamins. They're deficient in oftentimes CoQ10. They're really low in CoQ10. Magnesium is a big one. So over the years, uh, I used to do intravenous IV therapy when I had a medical practice. And, and after I sold that, I had to come up with ways that people could get the benefits of a high dose IV vitamin mineral treatment in, in a, you know, in a supplement. So I've developed a, these products over the years, but absolutely, Chris, there's key nutrients that, uh, deficiencies that have to be shored up, including one of the key ones is they're all low in serotonin, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So they're usually low in certain amino acids like tryptophan or 5-hydroxytryptophan and the cofactors, B2, B3, B6, magnesium, and then vitamin C. That is tr truly, Doc, I, I, kudos to you. So people out there listening, it was, it's amazing to me. I've had patients that like, you know, they've had like a certain infection, like if they had Lyme disease, I treat a lot of people with Lyme disease. And it, it really is, it's like they have issues, like you said, with insomnia, like even getting into deep sleep and not to take away from the conversation uh, for those listening, but like in Chinese medicine, they would always say like, you know, it usually in, in the middle of the night, they call it the Ori cycle. It's like a circadian rhythm of Chinese medicine. So they say like the gallbladder and the liver have most of their most of the electricity in your body is crowded around the liver and gallbladder because they're doing their function at night. They're trying to build bile, the gall, I mean, the liver is, and detoxify blood. And what it was amazing is that whenever, um, like reading your book, I started really studying, you know, like, okay, I'm going to study Krebs cycle dysfunction. And so I started giving small combos, doc, of B1, which I thought it was going to keep them up. Like, I was like, you're going to get B vitamins. You're gonna, they're going to stay up. B1, riboflavin B2, and I would get like P5P and some, I mean, I was a rookie. I, I didn't know much, Doc, and I would just be like, okay, I'll give them some, a little bit of selenium and magnesium. And wouldn't you know, they're like, Doc, I actually start going to sleep. Yeah. And like, I, I, I wake up maybe once in the night, but I don't. And I'm like, the mitochondrial process was so important for sleep and that deep sleep and that serotonin. And I'm kudos to you. Now, you teach on deep sleep, right, Doc? And so when people don't feel rested the next day, um, and many people out there, that's the problem they have. Do you find that since you're not like you don't, you know, because you know the drill, you're like you're, they're deficient in these. Do you find that often that when people supplement with these, that their sleep just starts to get better and better? Yeah, I think I think it's a matter of, of elimination process, you know, a little bit of trial and error, figuring out what you're deficient in. But really, I think um, it doesn't matter what illness you have. I mean, it doesn't matter if type 2 diabetes or some kind of cardiovascular uh, illness that you're dealing with, fibromyalgia, chronic syndrome, Lyme. If you're not getting deeper stored to sleep on a consistent basis, you're never going to feel good. I mean, and if you think about it, if you're not sleeping well, you're going to be tired the next day. So, I mean, these yeah. folks hadn't slept well in decades. They're going to be tired. Mentally, you're not going to be as sharp. We know that if you're not getting deeper stored to sleep on a consistent basis, you increase your inflammatory chemicals by 40%. Wow. You're driving up blood sugar. So your increased risk of type 2 diabetes, your metabolism goes down. So you're at risk of gaining weight and developing issues that go along with that. So I really believe if you are struggling to feel good, the first place you got to fix is that deeper source of sleep. And then from there, that can pay huge dividends. Fibromyalgia is very complicated illness, no, no doubt. I mean, very challenging 
both for the patient and the doctor trying to, to fix these folks. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get that sleep part right, Chris, they're never going to feel good. Never you have to get that. That's the key first step right there. And I, I love it because it's uh, when you were talking about like the 5-HTP and tryptophan, um, and one of the greatest diagrams that like, you, you had in your book was really cool was that it would say, uh, for anybody out there, like, let's say we ate tryptophan, right, Doc? We ate turkey or uh, stuff with almonds or tuna. Even those kind of things have tryptophan or even pumpkin seeds. Yeah. The, the biological process, the book says, okay, tryptophan goes to 5-HTP and then 5-HTP goes to serotonin. And then serotonin turns into melatonin. So there's, so when you say they're low in ser- serotonin, like I always tell patients, like, you're low in serotonin. You're not going to make melatonin and you're not going to go to sleep. And so it's like, there's a, that big, uh, like conundrum where people try to eat tryptophan or something, it can't be broken down. And people are like, why is that? And I'm like, there are genes that do that. I mean, you say, but there's environmental toxins, which I thought was an amazing thing for me, doc. Whenever I read that in the book, I was like, oh, golly, like I need to make sure that they can actually make melatonin. Do you like when people, do you say people should take straight melatonin or do what do you think about melatonin to get deep restorative sleep? Well, so that's a great question. And, and uh, on my website, there's a brain function questionnaire that mm. folks can take. that will tell them what amino acids they're low in. So what brain chemicals they're low in. Mm-hmm. And it depends. So with uh, my fibro patients, they're, they're, they're all low in serotonin. So for those individuals, definitely I'd recommend that you take L-tryptophan or even better, really better L-tryptophan, as you mentioned, turns into 5-hydroxytryptophan, and some people can't make that 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 change. They can't make that connection, so it's better mm-hmm. just to take 5-HTP. But 5-HTP combined with these B vitamins and magnesium and vitamin C turns into serotonin and then increases your melatonin levels by 200%. So if you have low moods or you have fibromyalgia, then absolutely, I'd say use 5-HTP over melatonin but let's say you don't have any problems with low moods and you don't have fibromyalgia, then the melatonin is probably the right fit for you. So it really kind of depends on wow. where you are, you know, in that brain function questionnaire. That's a great point, Doc. I'm serious. Like these are the things, like these gems that I get. Like I'm like, you know, when you go to co- a conference, you're like, I hope I can remember everything he said, but I'm just, or, or she said, but that was great. So they know if they need to take melatonin or 5-HTP and um, we were talking about like deep restorative sleep. Now, I'm not trying to take away from the conversation, Doc. If you want to talk about something, you interject with, but I just love talking about inflammatory processes. Like you're yeah. saying, stress is a big thing. We can't get into full sleep and uh, inflammatory processes. Are there, I know you probably already mentioned some, but for the crowd out there, they want to know like, are there certain like specific markers or basic markers you say, okay, if you have this, you have these symptoms, this, then you need to look into how fi- you have fibromyalgia. Is there like certain uh, inflammatory markers in their labs that you would really look at? You know, it's, it's really can be kind of frustrating because oftentimes all their labs look normal, even though we know mm. they have mm-hmm. inflammation. And I'm, and I'm kind of guilty years ago think, thinking erroneously that they don't have any inflammation because we don't see it on any of the blood work. So oftentimes their C-reactive protein levels, their sed rate, those are normal. Now, well, you know, I'll see though. I mean, you know, I had a patient the other day, her CRP was 30. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, so, you know, I routinely see them, you know, 10, 12, 15, sometimes above 20. But, but just as often I see CRP levels or inflammatory markers or, or normal on these folks. But we know without a doubt that they've got oxidative stress, which is creating inflammation. They've got uh, problems with detoxification issues. As you mentioned, they can't get to get these toxins out of their bodies, which is creating more inflammation. So 
you know, we see the smoke, we can't find the gun. We know they've got inflammation and we know that anything we can do to help reduce that inflammation, changing their diet, making sure they're getting deeper storage of sleep, adding over-the-counter supplements like fish oil and uh, magnesium and malic acid, things that are going to help to reduce this oxidative stress that they're under can pay huge dividends for these folks. Oh, I, Doc, this is like music to my ears because um, when we talked about like the oxidative stress, um, I, I find it interesting sometimes when patients come in and for those of you out there, uh, resonate with what Dr. Murphy's saying. It's like, okay, um, I have nothing. My doctor says there's nothing wrong with my blood work. And I mean, some, I, Doc, I get that a lot of times yeah. when they say I'm hurting all over. And I'm not saying this is going to happen for everybody, but I remember at times when we learned in school about how like fat cells will store. And, right. and it, it, it was, I would, sometimes I look at their hormone panel and I would say, okay, it's, it's normal. And then I see that their estrogens were, you know, pretty off. Like, like they would say like, okay, they have certain forms of estrogen that are off, like they're E2 or E1. And I started to think about like, it's amazing how the body will take toxins and put them into places so we don't have to deal with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the book, you talked about estrogen imbalance. You're like, you say, well, it puts it in estrogen cells and then you got to, and you start detoxifying. Some people can feel a little sick or worse because they're getting stuff out of their cells. But you're right. It's like, just because people, if you're out there and you don't have something on your blood work, it, there still could be storage like within deep within the joint or in the fat cells. And um, I think it's a testament about like with the information you give doc on your, on your sites and, and on your, in your information, in your book. Now with fibro, um, do you find that like diets, like certain types of diets are really activating for fibros too? Cause people are going to say like, what, what, what kind of diet should I eat or what kind of diet should I avoid basically? Well, you know, so really the only way to overcome fibromyalgia, and you can, you know, right now, unfortunately, what what patients are being told, they just have to learn to live with it. Uh, because in conventional medicine, they know that the common drugs used to treat fibromyalgia, Lyrica, Neurontin, Gabapentin, Gorillas, Savella, Cymbalta, they don't work. In fact, uh, over the long term, they actually make problems, you know, more, they create more symptoms and more problems. And and, and the doctors know this. That's why there's a lot of rheumatologists won't even accept fibromyalgia patients anymore because they know they don't have anything to offer them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where we're at now is this uh, individual's thinking, okay, I'm just going to have to learn to live with pain and being exhausted. And, you know, I have to give up my career and my friends. And I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's totally not true. There are several things that can be done to turn this around. And the only, but the only way to get over fibromyalgia is you got to get healthy. Now, I know that sounds so simplistic, but it's really quite complicated. As you, as you know, Chris, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know, you have to really find the underlying causes. What's causing these symptoms? Fibromyalgia is just a name, right? So what's causing the pain? It's not fibromyalgia. It's this low pain threshold, low serotonin, and probably years and years of poor diet and stress and toxins. Uh, but diet, you, you can't get healthy unless you have a healthy diet. I mean, there's no way around that. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, you are what you eat in over, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. You know, the, the, <laughs> the fuel that you're taking in for your body creates how you look, how you think, you know, how active you can be. And, and, but it's the long game. It's the long game. So I recommend like a paleo diet. I think the paleo diet is probably the healthiest diet for these folks. Keto, short term. Uh, to get some weight off, I have uh, an anti-inflammatory diet. My patients typically go on kind of built around those two things. But, um, the, you know, diet, you can't do without a diet. And having said that, 
the the ways to quickly start to turn this around are the right combinations of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and essential fatty acids to shore up any deficiencies. So 5-HTP and a good multivitamin to help to get that serotonin level up. Most of these folks have adrenal fatigue, so they're going to need some adrenal support. They have GI disorders, so they, you know, they're lacking digestive enzymes, which they should be taking over the counter. Probably their microbiome is messed up, so that's creating leaky gut. So there's supplements that can be added in a laser-like way that's really focused on the underlying causes of the symptoms mm-hmm. instead of just treating the symptoms that can make a huge, dramatic impact in a very short period of time. That combined with the right diet and lifestyle can totally turn around fibromyalgia in you know six months to 12 months. I think it's a beautiful thing. That's why people need to come to your site and come to your information and look at it because you're talking like, I know the information is there about the vitamins and minerals. And I agree totally, doc. People like it, li- health is not like just a quick fix. It's a complete journey. It is like life journey. It's like, you, like you said, you added all these things up in your life. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, everybody out there, like I'm so appreciative of Dr. Murphy because like literally I've seen people's lives like with fibromyalgia and different things take change just because they encourage their body with the simple minerals and vitamins and amino acids that we don't get in our diet. And, yeah. you know, like we, we've eaten, you know, processed sugars, high amounts of trans fat, trans fats. Uh, we don't drink enough water. Most of my fibromyalgia patients, you ask them how much water they drink. They're like, oh, I drink pretty good amount, you know, maybe two glasses a day. And I'm like, now you got to flush a little bit more, but you're right. It's the accumulation. And, and I think it's great that when you give the body fuel, the proper fuel, like with people say, why do you take these vitamins and minerals doc? Like that? I'm like, that's what lets me go energy all the way through the day. I can go till seven o'clock at night at the office. Why? Cause I'm, I'm listening to my body. So doc, get, I know they can get this information on your site. Can you give this to people, your site and your information where they can find some of these things? Cause they're going to want to know. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. So if you go to your, your fibro doctor, doctor spelled out your fibro doctor.com, you'll see all sorts of freebies on there. There's free reports. There's a blog. There's a patient resource area at the top there. If you click on that, you'll see health conditions. If you click on that, you'll see a brain function questionnaire. If you fill that questionnaire out, you'll be able to see what neurotransmitters, what brain chemicals you're low in, and then how to, how to fix that with over-the-counter amino acids and supplements. And, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, people who have followed his program, because people that have patients that have done that, literally have come to me and said it did change their, that changed their life. And I, I'm just like, Doc, it's really kudos to you uh, with this. And now the latest book, like, can you give them a list? Like uh, you have your books on your website. Can you just uh, give them a, a list of your books? Because they're great. Right. <laughs> well, so right now we're the sixth edition of the Treating and Beating Fibromyalgia book is about to come out, hopefully uh, any, very, very soon. The fifth edition is still there, although I think it's sold out. You can't get it. I don't know what it is on Amazon right now. Uh, heart disease, which your doctor will tell you, and treating and beating anxiety and depression with orthoelectric medicine. So all those are available on my website, either as a paperback book or as an ebook. And again, the sixth edition of the Fibro book will be out in bookstores, uh, hopefully first of the year, maybe maybe sooner. Yeah, I will say this: um, I've learned so much by reading uh, your information, Doc. And you know, any any thoughts, like any like any closing thoughts or anything like that? Because um, I know people out there are going to be like, if I have fibromyalgia, like I'm going to I'm going to try to go get this information and learn it because I know people will take and they want to, they think it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Sometimes when they listen to a podcast, they're going to think I got to go do all this. Like keep it simpler, so but 
Uh, any closing thoughts like you want to share with the, with, the, with the group? So I would just say that, you know, I think it's really hard when you have a complicated illness to think that, number one, conventional medicine is probably not going to work. And that's not to be little conventional medicine. You know, there's a time and there's a place. It's just with fibro, if you're trying to treat symptoms only, I mean, there are just so many daggum symptoms, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you got insomnia, you got pain, you got low energy, may feel anxious, may feel depressed. You got problems with your GI system. I mean, it's a long list. And so if you're just treating every symptom with a drug before you know it, you're on half a dozen to a dozen drugs. And, you know, so that it just doesn't work. And then, so the next thing is you're looking around thinking, okay, well, what is out there? What's the right diet? What's the right supplement? What's the right treatment, PT, chiropractic, you know, what is it? Mm-hmm. And that can be real uh, challenging. You know, I mean, it's be like trying to find a needle in the haystack, but natural medicine, functional medicine, the way that Dr. Motley and I practice, it works. It really is the only answer for fibro. And uh, you know, I remember I had a patient, uh, Jana, who came to see me years ago. She's one of the testimonials on my website. And I remember her husband pulling me over to the side, Chris, and saying, hey, you know, I don't think she's going to make it. You know, she's, she's, this is going to be our last Christmas year, our last hope. I don't understand what you do. I don't know how vitamins and minerals can help turn around something like this, but we're here. And if you can help her, I will be forever grateful, you know? And part of the reason I wrote my book and, and the other books that I've written was to be able to explain how vitamins and minerals and amino acids and essential fatty acids, these building blocks actually are the key for getting healthy and staying healthy. You get people get jaded to, oh, you just need to take a multivitamin or you need to take turmeric, you take this or take that. If people don't realize how profound an effect these things can make when you understand how to use them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I really salute you because you do such a good job with educating people. And I think that's really our role now is to try to educate as many folks as we can about what is health, what really is health. And then how do you get healthy? How do you stay healthy? It's really not that complicated once you get some key concepts. And, uh, you know, the podcasts like this and, and hopefully my podcast uh, can help folks navigate being healthy and, and enjoying all the benefits of really having the, the health that, that you so deserve. I agree, Doc. I think that when you guys, anybody out there can find, look at Dr. Murphy's like um, information, look at the Health Institute information, but find a good, like you say, functional medicine practitioner who understands, who cares. You'll see like, I mean, adding a few different vitamins and minerals. I like, you know, you mean, I've seen it, Doc. You like, person, yeah. oh, they just need three, three different vitamins, a couple minerals. And they're like, my life's changed just yeah. from that. And guys, it's possible. Yeah. Doc, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on here. We want to have you on here again because you just have such good info. And uh, everybody out there, I want you to uh, go and look at his website, follow Dr. Murphy. And so um, we're just really appreciative because like, you're a mentor of mine and, uh, and Dr. Axe and Courtney, they give you their best. And we really appreciate you being on with us today. Well, I so enjoyed hanging out with you as always and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come spend time with you. You're you're uh, a bright light. I love your soul. I love your work. And you guys are just doing some amazing things. So thank you, Chris. Thank you, Doc. From all of us here at the Institute, we say thanks so much. Well, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, guys.